Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Isaiah chapters 36 through 41, and you're gonna love them. Rabbit Trails A lot of what we're going to read about in Isaiah 36 through 37 is another telling of a story that appears twice more in the Bible. To read my previous notes on this situation, I encourage you to check out this link to my post on 2 Kings chapters 18 through 19. Chapters 38 through 39 is also a retelling. Do you remember reading it previously? I love it when the Bible feels familiar to us. You can read more of this wonderful retelling in 2 Kings 18 through 19 and 2 Chronicles 32, but there may be additional chapters around those as well. I just did a quick glance. I actually have a blog post about a day in my life when it came into an intersection between me and Isaiah 40. It was pretty amazing to hear these words coming from my young teenager son's lips. There is a link below to read this story on my old website. Now note, I no longer own this website, and this story may or may not be there by the time you read this. It is at the discretion of the current owner, and she has my full blessing. Now, when reading Isaiah 40, you'll notice that it naturally leads into Isaiah 41. This is a good time to remind ourselves that chapter numbers, verse numbers, chapter subheadings, etc., were all added by man later and did not appear in the original transcript. It is a great practice if you can form the habit of beginning each chapter by reading a few verses before it started in order to better understand the context. In fact, I think reading entire books or large portions of the Bible in one sitting is an excellent way to read for this very reason. Now, does the thought of reading entire books of the Bible in one sitting seem overwhelming? What if I told you that most books of the Bible can be read in under 30 minutes? You can check out my chart of Bible reading times by clicking here. I have a chart, Reading Times for the Books of the Bible. This is great to print out and tuck in your Bible. Then you can check off the books you've read if you like. And go add another check when you read them again. In Isaiah 41.1, the word coastlands in the ESV stood out to me because I've not really read the Father use that term to my immediate recollection. So I looked it up in interlinear on Bible Hub, and the original Hebrew word is often translated as islands, region, or coastlands. Now, recall that just prior to Isaiah 41.1, the very verse before it began, the Father speaks of renewing the strength of His people. And here, He is in this verse directly following that, giving a directive for them to do just what He had said, thereby completing His thought in another verse. This is just an interesting point, and again, as I said yesterday, it reiterates the importance of any Bible reader understanding that these breaks in the Word were added by translators. The books are often continuous from chapter to chapter. Yahweh continues on in Isaiah 41, questioning the idolaters, essentially saying, Who did all of this? Was it your idol? Look, do you see their handiwork anywhere? No, they are useless. It was all done by me. Then he reiterates, as he has done time and again, his promise to Israel, his servant, his chosen people. Isaiah 41.10 reads, For I, Yahweh your God, hold your right hand. 
It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. Remember that statement next time you find yourself wondering how Israel or the Jewish people have managed to survive so very much. Keep in mind, though, that we are grafted in as spiritual Israel when we choose Him to be our God. But there is no need for us to convert to Judaism, just as there is no need for our beloved Jewish brethren to leave Judaism in order for us to be counted among the children of the Father. We are branches on the family tree. See Isaiah 56 and Romans 11. Isaiah 41:14. As the Father is lovingly assuring Israel, we see, seemingly out of nowhere to our modern eyes, He calls them a worm. Now, this seems like a head-scratcher. There are a few thoughts on this. First, a worm is a small creature that is easily crushed if not for being protected, often hated by others. Surely this can be said of Israel with all they have been up against, if not for the protection of the Father. But if we go back to some writings of early rabbis, there is some discourse about this use of the term worm. Specifically, three separate rabbis pointed out that a worm is weak, but its strength lies in its mouth, which can penetrate even cedar with determination. The parallel drawn here is that the power of Israel lies in their prayers, which the mouth of the worm symbolizes, to the Father, and through seeking Him they will prevail. I don't know what was exactly meant by this passage, but there is some sense to be found in both of these explanations. This is one of those things that we can just ponder in our hearts, knowing it is not a salvation issue, and we can't have all the answers right now. Now, a note about early rabbinical writings as sources of insight into the scriptures. Recall that they were followers of Yahweh, while much of the early church was fighting to dissect, do away with, and prevent people from reading the Bible, many of these rabbis were preserving and protecting it, often to the point of giving their very lives. That deserves our respect. Still, I read all extra-biblical sources with a discerning eye. But there are many rabbinical writings from authors of the time in which these scriptures took place which can lend great cultural context to help us develop a fuller understanding of historical events recorded in the Bible. In the end, it is important to acknowledge that the privilege of being 100% right belongs only to the Father. Now, eventually, we'll study the early church history a little bit more as we get into the Gospels. I love reading Isaiah 41, 17-19 about all that he will do for the needy and poor. How much more will he do for his children who seek to know him and do his will? Isaiah 41, 20 reads that they may see and know, may consider and understand together that the hand of Yahweh has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Y'all, he wants us to know him. He wants us to understand who he is. The rest of the chapter concludes with Yahweh pointing out further just how useless these idols are. Isaiah 41:29 reads, Behold, they are all a delusion. Their works are nothing. Their metal images are empty wind. How much of what we toil away at, fret over, invest countless hours of spare energy in, are the same. Delusion. Nothing. Empty wind. I read somewhere where a man was talking about folks not having time to read their Bible. He pointed out they had time to watch hours of television each day, to watch YouTube videos on their lunch break, and to play on Facebook each evening. Y'all, the fact of the matter is, we make time for what's important to us. And that does not escape the notice of the Father. 
I'll leave my notes at this today. Rest up, because a few novels are coming. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.